This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. I'm on a high right now because I just finished this recording that you're about to hear. And it is literally amazing. Our guest today, Sierra Michelle Green, is incredible. She used to co-host Fingers Crossed, which was a podcast with Christy Better. And the two of them were amazing. It was like one of the first podcasts I started to listen to and expose myself to when I started doing seeing other people because I didn't know what I was doing and they were crushing it. And the two of them were just amazing. And they haven't been doing the podcast for about a year now, but have stayed in touch. And I just love everything about Sierra. She has such an amazing like energy and everything about her. And um, we ended up catching up because she wanted to share the story of how she went from being in a really toxic and unhealthy relationship to then healing and meeting her fiance who she is getting married to next weekend. So I'm really excited to have her here to share that story. And she definitely has a lot of really great advice and wisdom and takeaways from her experience that I can't wait for you guys to hear. I know it's stuff that I wish I knew when I was going through my experiences as well. So thank you, Sarah, for coming on and and just being so vulnerable and real with us. And yeah, we also dive into some conversation about bachelorette parties because Sierra had what looked like the coolest bachelorette party. So we are going to find out if Instagram versus reality does match up or not. And I'm having a little wedding planning crisis at this current moment where I almost debated canceling this recording five minutes before it started because of an email that I got. So I'm going to vent about that one for a little bit. And then around 20 minutes, we get into the how she met her fiance how she knew he was the one, what the beginning of their relationship was like. And then we talk all about her past relationship experiences. So really great episode today. Make sure to follow along at Sierra Michelle Green. Have that linked in the show notes. Her wedding content is about to be incredible if you're into that. And if you're not, she posts so much other content. That's amazing too. And just huge, huge, huge Sierra fan. So 
Let's get into it. I'm so excited. All right. We are here with Sierra. Sierra, welcome to seeing other people. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. I have not been on a podcast since my own podcast came to a conclusion. So like this feels no way. I, I just feel like in my element, like I'm, I can't stop smiling. I'm so happy to be here and to catch up with you, obviously, because you guys know that Alana was on my podcast. So come yes. full circle. I can't believe you haven't recorded any podcast episode since fingers crossed. That is no. crazy. And I honestly haven't really reached out to like be on any, I, I like reached out to you because I was like, A, I love you. And B, I was like, I want to be on the show because I have so many thoughts about dating and the life and all of those life lessons. Like you can't get me to stop talking about it. So I was like, it's the perfect fit. But I, it does remind me like just feeling and being here that I'm like, I need to, I need to put myself out there. I gotta, I gotta do this more. It, there's something that's so comforting about it, which is weird because a lot, it's something that a lot of people are nervous to do, but I guess because we have a history of doing it. I don't know. Like we jumped on, like I should have started pressed record 10 minutes ago when we just first like entered the zoom room because there was so much for us to catch up on. Just like talk about that. Yes. I'm like, wait a second guys. Like Sierra was talking about something. And I'm like, I hate that. I did not press record before this <laughs> content, baby content. You're like, content. those, uh, those organic moments are some of the best. If you can catch those on an episode, yep. cause you're like, no, it never feels forced or like you're just trying to bring no. bullet points up. It's just that conversation. Christy and I would experience that all the time where we would catch up for 20 minutes. Be like, oh, we should have we should have been recording yep. this every time. OK, there's a few things I want to catch up about. One, your bachelorette party looked like the most fun thing in the entire world. I'm not having a bachelorette party. Oh, Surprise. Okay. Some, this might be news to some of my friends listening. Um, but your bachelorette party made me question my decision and made me oh almost my change gosh. my mind. Well, now I wanted to ask first why you don't want to do it. I mean, no, no pressure, but I'm just curious your reasoning. And I mean, you did ask me the question, but now I'm curious. I feel like every time I've gone on one and this is not, I don't want to like offend any friend who's had a bachelorette party that I've been on. It's just caused me a lot of stress and anxiety, even if mm -hmm. it's just like a few girls who I'm close friends with, or if it's like a big group or, or if it's close or if it's far, it's just for some reason been like a very anxiety inducing thing for me. I don't know if it's because a, it's really expensive to start off. Sure. Like I've gone away for 72 hours where it's a month of rent for bachelorette parties. And like mm. that was really, really difficult and something that like I was really upset about for a really long time. Uh, yeah. Not to say I don't want to celebrate my friends and pour love on them in sparkles and alcohol. Like I obviously do, but I don't make uh, that much money where I can just like do that. No, um, totally understand. And then, then I think it's also a thing about like pressure and expectation. It's like, I, and maybe it's pressure I put on myself where like, I just feel like I always have to be on and in the mood to do the exact thing at the exact time. And mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just been not the most positive experience for me when I go on other people's and which is like odd because I'm like, part of me is like a social butterfly and I love attention. And like, sure. I always thought about my bachelorette party and, and what I would do for it. And, and I do wonder if part of me is going to be upset that I didn't have that experience, but I kind of have decided that what feels more right for me is to do just like little one-off things with individual friends or like yeah. two friends at a time instead of this one big thing. Yeah. You could do like a bridal lunch with a couple girls and then you could do like a night out on the town with one other person, you know, right. things like that. Absolutely. No, yeah. that rings very true. I've been on a handful of bachelorette parties recently and they can be extremely expensive. And it's like, I would never want to be that person that's not supporting somebody, but it does add up. And that was honestly one of my biggest factors because I'm also having like a semi-destination wedding as well. Um, and so I know that a lot of people are flying out for my wedding and have to get a rental car and like all of that. And, you know, I've tried to be really mindful of those costs, like my family and I did cover the bridesmaids dresses, which I felt good about. Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, just like little things here and there, you know, I, I paid for half the Airbnb myself so that the cost of those people was a little bit less, which put a huge pressure on me as the bride right. when we're already paying for so much. But it was honestly, I would rather for my own bachelor party spend more money than like know that I'm potentially like putting that burden on other people because that is yeah. super stressful. Um, I will say. It didn't go perfectly. And I really s struggled with the expectation as well. I would say the first night I ended up crying in the bar because I wasn't having fun in the bar. I didn't like it. 
and everybody kept asking me like Sierra are you having fun like do you like this place like do you yeah. do you want to go somewhere else do you want to go back because they could you know you can read on my face I'm you know I don't hide anything at all I should never play poker but I, I you could tell I wasn't having fun and I didn't like it and the night that far hadn't really gone exactly according to plan but I was like oh I have to I have to look like I'm having fun everything has to be perfect and I wish that I would have just said Hey guys, I don't like this bar. Let's just go hang out and drink at the Airbnb. But yeah. that kind of confidence, if you are like a people pleaser person that has a hard time, you know, just advocating for what you want, that's those words are really hard to say. But the reality is, as your friends, that's what they want you to say because they don't want to be somewhere on your party that you're not having a good time. Like, so I did struggle with those expectations a bit. And we got back to the Airbnb and Christy was sitting with me and I'm just crying and crying. And she's like, Sierra, I mean, granted, there's alcohol involved. So that always brings out my waterworks, but you know. She was like, what's the matter? I'm like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I'm the center of attention. I'm overwhelmed. And it was, it was honestly one of those moments where it was just like, okay, time to wrap this up, go to bed. And we're going to, yeah. we're going to start over tomorrow. And from then on, everything was great. And I felt much more in my element and I felt honestly way more comfortable. So not to say the party wasn't incredible, but I'm just validating that again, what you see on social media, I, I'm not showing you the moment where I'm crying in the club. Like I'm showing you all of those sparkly incredible highlights but no the, the girls that helped put it together for me did they were so I told them I wanted it to be extra I wanted it to be over the top I wanted it to be an obnoxious amount of glitter and pink and Barbie and we couldn't pick one theme so I said okay guys the theme is hot pink sparkle disco Barbie extravaganza like we're just Unreal. gonna throw all of the themes together and that's gonna be the theme and I think there was a joke that was like Who's going to have a party that has 17 themes in one weekend? It's going to be Sierra. Like, that's just that's just my personality. Always over the top, always too much. But that was what I wanted because I think that's also something that, you know, they say like, you know, it's kind of like reclaiming something when people my entire life have been like, oh, you're too loud. You're too much. You're too whatever. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take that. I'm going to embrace it. And we're going to make it the entire theme of the weekend. Um, but it was that great. Awesome. We did coordinated outfits. Um, we had this huge balloon arch that they made for me that ended up only staying on the wall for 15 minutes, but it, it worked out because then I, the balloons were all over the floor and then I could like lay in them. I did a photo shoot in them. We would like throw them at each other. We, you know, all this stuff. Um, the we had a lot of music. We did one of those puddle bike party things that are so obnoxious that everyone who's a local in the town hates that. Like you all sit inward on this contraption and you bike around town at five miles an hour. I thought it was going to be gimmicky. I had so much fun. Highly recommend it. Really, really good time. And they let us do the playlist while we were writing it. So naturally, I'm going to do all the music that I love, whatnot. So anyway, it was great. And it went by way too fast. But I do very much recognize that the cost of bachelorette parties and like the stress and there are tears and there are people that like, you know, feel like, oh, I'm I didn't wear the right thing or I didn't have the, you know, the right coordinated outfit or everybody's in the mood to drink and I'm not in the mood to drink like those things are they're always going to happen so yeah. it but I I did definitely have an awesome time you guys know that I struggle with confidence I'm always my biggest critic and when I notice something about myself that I don't like I can't stop fixating on it I'm working on all of this but it can be hard a year ago I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment when I would look down in the shower I would freak out at what I saw in the drain that's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor and she said two things that changed my life the first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing the second is that she told told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People 
family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Well, I, first of all, I'm obsessed with the theme and everything you did sounds amazing. I totally get the feeling of like wanting to please everybody and like wanting to not admit that you're not having a good time. And everyone's saying like, are you having fun? What can we do? What do you need? And like, you just want everyone to like focus on something else. It's funny because the bachelorette party I was on a few weeks ago, um, one of my best friends from college, Allie, she was saying it like felt like it was her funeral at her bachelorette party because it was like all the people she loves in the same place, like wanting to make sure like she's good. She Mm. was like, it just feels like it's my funeral. And like, that's such a weird concept, but like, everyone's just saying like, what can we do for you? What can we do for you? And I don't like, that's just so foreign. Like you don't have that in your daily life. And like, that's another layer on top of it of like, well, everyone wants me to be good, but what, like, what if I'm not good? And I don't want to disappoint people by not being good when they've like done all this to be here and make it great. I will say, Asking a people pleaser who looks like they're not having fun. Are you having fun? Is like the (laughs) worst thing you can say to somebody and never ill-intentioned. But like all of a sudden I was like, okay, 
I'm doing fine. Everyone else looks like they're having a good time. I think I'm not. I don't like the music. I don't like this place. I'm feeling uncomfortable. What is everyone thinking? Like my mind's like you just a million spiraling. conversations. Yeah. And then someone's like, are you having fun? You don't look like you're having fun. Are you having fun? And then that ball wells up in your throat. And then the tears start coming. You're like, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Yeah. And then they're like, are you going to cry? Are you? And you're like, no, no. <laughs> a great time. But the reality is, like I said, if I would have just said, no, I'm not having fun. Really? I don't like this place. Uh, let's just go hang at the Airbnb. Literally no one would have Everyone would have been, like, okay. been like, okay, that's what you want to do. Great. But Great. taking the confidence and that's something I'm still, I just turned 28. So we're, we're, we're learning, we're growing. And that is something that would probably be my life's work is learning to advocate for myself, caring less what other people think and realizing that if someone genuinely asks you, how you're doing? How can I make this better for you? It's not an angle. It's not like it's not some trick to get you to admit to something and then all of a sudden they make you feel bad for it. Like it's like no, like they genuinely they actually care. care. Yes. Yeah. And totally un- unteaching yourself that it's all like an angle and everyone's looking to be disappointed by you and you're somehow subconsciously hurting everybody's feelings at the same time. It's like it it takes some time to to unlearn that. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay. I want to get into your relationship pass. Obviously, we just talked about your bachelorette party, which means you're getting married, which Correct. is so exciting. I want to hear about the current relationship you're in, but I know that things always weren't going towards we're getting married and everything is great. So, yeah. First of all, how did you meet your fiance? Let's start there and then we'll backtrack. Absolutely. No, we are getting married. We're heading up to the the place we're getting married because it's like a weekend thing in exactly two weeks from today. So the wedding oh itself God. is in 16 days, wow. which is crazy considering we've been engaged for a year and a half and it's been so much planning, so many emails, so many phone calls, so much conversation, so much talk with family and whatnot. I, I can't believe, believe today is the day that you chose to do this podcast. <laughs> I, I know. I And with like all the things I have going, like so many vendors like on my back right now being like, Sierra, hello, where are you? And I'm like, I'm on a podcast that has Sierra, nothing to do with you. When I tell you that 10 minutes before we started this recording, I got an email from my photography company from somebody saying, Hey, Alana, just want to check in to see if you have any further thoughts on booking your photography with us. And I go immediately. I've never responded to an email faster. Hi, we signed a contract and paid a deposit over a month ago. We're fully under the impression that this and this person from your team are doing photography and your videographers are doing videography. What are you talking about? Oh my God. That's terrifying. (laughs) tell me it gets better. Like, tell me Uh, this process gets better. (laughs) Yes. There will be some vendors that go off without a hitch with you. And there will be some vendors that will make you want to pull your hair out and you will regret working with them. And I don't think there's a way to escape that. It's because sometimes you just literally never know until you test it out. I actually have a fun story. If we have time, we can get into later with them. I had a completely botched hair and makeup trial that left me in tears. No, that's my biggest fear. I had to essentially fire them, advocate to get my deposit back. And then with three months left before the wedding, find a new hair artist. I didn't even end up booking a makeup artist. I decided I'm going to do my own makeup, which sounds terrifying. But I also worked for Disney for seven years doing my own makeup as a princess. So like I have skills. I also have done theatrical makeup courses at school and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I feel confident. However, I was like, all right, I would rather do my own makeup and risk having it not be perfect by my own hand than having someone else whose style I don't know and trust having me look like a complete person that doesn't know my face. And and if you're like a professional makeup artist listening to this, this is no slight to your trade. I just honestly think I have had very, very bad luck with makeup artists, especially as someone who was a, you know, former actor and did a lot of like indie films and student films and stuff where they're like, oh, we hired a makeup artist. And it's like, this this kid does not know. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. How no, I met- stay on this topic because okay. I'm pulling up a picture of makeup that I paid to get done for a wedding. A wedding I was officiating nonetheless. Oh my gosh. Um, and I need you to see what it came out as because oh. I've never and you guys, I'll post this on, on my story. I posted it before, so you may have seen it already. Um for I'll those find listening. mine too, and I'll, I'll then you can do you can put mine on your story too. Um, I looked like the ugly stepsister from Shrek. Oh, okay. I don't know if like this is doing it justice. I think your eyebrows are a little heavy and your eye makeup's a little heavy, but you are still beautiful. My I face don't... doesn't match the rest of my body. It is she a little didn't, dark. She okay. didn't do eyeliner or mascara. 
There's no mascara? What? There's no mascara. There's no eyeliner. There's just like purple on my eyelids and then just some other stuff on my, like smushed around my face. You know, I probably would have to see it in person because I'm like, oh, you're so pretty. But now that I no. look at it a little closer, I'm like, okay, it's kind of heavy in the wrong places. Let me pull up mine. Um, <laughs> I show this to people and they're like, oh, it's not so bad. I'm like, girl, if you saw it in person, I looked like the ugly stepsister from Shrek. Like, Guys, it was go watch this on, on YouTube, on seeing other people's page on YouTube. You can see what we are pulling up here. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go find Also, this. Barkley's fully in my lap because I'm teasing him with a bone so he doesn't bark. Okay, I'm gonna zoom in on this so you can see just how cakey it is, how thick my eyebrows are. I'm I'm just okay. This is me with a very sad face. Oh, you look so sad. You like, do. Yeah, you look like right now, the way you are naturally right now, you look a hundred times better. Thank you. And I look like 10 years younger, right? Like yes, I don't yes. know. It was just so cakey. Like, look at the amount of powder she put under my eyes. Like, look how cakey this is. No, okay, no, no, like, no. It's glaring. Hold on. Look at that. Look at that. Good for you for saying like, this isn't it. No. And also this was the hair. Like I asked for like a tight up, like, look at these pieces in like, I don't know what this hairstyle is supposed to oh my be, God. but, um, and I asked for like a tight or like a, a centralized bun with a few like wispy pieces coming out of it. And this was the back of it. And it's like, yes, maybe if you're like in a Southern prom, this is the look, <laughs> but like, this is not, not what, what you were looking for, for. for like classic wedding. Um, no. No, it was truly like they turned. I had had a bad feeling from the moment I got into the salon. And do you want to know why? This is the biggest thing. If you're getting your makeup trial, look at the makeup on the person doing your makeup. Like, how did they do their own makeup? Because I came in there and I saw her makeup on her face and I was like, uh oh, yikes. And I was like, you know what? No, no, no. Maybe she's just really bad at doing her own makeup. And how it's going to go on me is going to be fine. Like, ignoring oh red flags. Ding, 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 ding. And then. <laughs> And the girl who was doing the hair looked like she didn't know hold a how to hold a curling iron. And I was just like, okay, we're just going to have faith. We're just going to see how this goes. They turned me around in the chair and I burst into tears. It was like that moment in the bar where you're like, hold it together. I can't show anyone how unhappy oh I am, but I God. could not hold it together. And I was like choking out like, it's beautiful. I just don't know if it's my style. Um, Can I have a minute? And I ran to the bathroom and I just started crying. And I was like, because what I was my biggest fear in that moment was that I was going to look like this on my wedding day. And I, I had to talk myself out and be like, Sierra, even if you lose the deposit, you do not need to hire them. You can do nah. your own hair and makeup. You can have a friend do it. You can, you can do whatever. Like I felt trapped. Like I was like, I'm stuck in this. And that oh was a big God. fear. And I was like, I talked myself through it. I calmed down. I was like, this is why we do a trial. This is why we do a trial. Also, if you are getting married, my biggest, biggest advice, do not book a company where the artist you're getting is like one of seven that they have without choosing the specific artist. Because I just hired a company that had been recommended by my venue. And I think they kind of have like a preferred vendor partnership or whatever. And I kind of just I was like, oh, I'm booking so many venues. This is stressful. Um, they recommend them. Okay, they seem fine. Sure. And yeah. but I didn't pick a specific artist whose work I had looked at on their Instagram and in their portfolio. And that was my first mistake. If I ever were to do it again, which hopefully, God forbid, I won't. Um, but if you just if I was booking a makeup artist for a, a fancy event in the future, um, pick someone who's like specific person. Like I am booking Alana. This is Alana's work, not yeah. like Alana and co. And then you get Becky with the two shoes. Right. Like, you know, like, okay. Um, so yeah, that, that was, but now the person whose hair I booked, I'm so excited about her style is very much on brand with what I want. We did a trial and it Perfect. went beautifully. I sent the trial picture to my bridesmaids group chat and they were like, Oh my God, that's 1000 times yeah. better. Thank God. Um, Amazing. and I'm going to do my own makeup. And honestly, I think it's going to go be great. great. I have it's faith in great. myself and honestly, I prefer a more natural look to a super like full glam look anyway, because that's, you know, I want to look like myself. I don't want to look like this like Barbie doll version of me. Like I want to look like an elevated version of me. But anyway, yeah. so there are some vendors who you're going to be like, oh, my God, I want to kill these people with a hot polka. And then there's going to be other people that you're like, I want to tip you with everything in my savings. Like, thank yeah. you so much. Oh, my God. OK, well, hopefully more of the, the latter than the former is what. Yes. I won't, but I can't wait to see to how vent, beautiful you look. Oh, thank you so much. If you ever need to vent or you need to be like, um, is this how this is supposed to go? I'm happy to provide wedding advice to the thank best you. of my ability. Thank you. Brave the uncomfortable. 
Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Okay. How did you meet your fiance? Yes. So I was working as a scare actor at Halloween Horror Nights. And if you're like, what the heck is oh that? Oh my God. <laughs> so Halloween Horror Nights is like this big Halloween extravaganza thing that Universal Studios puts on. It's like it's like not Scary Farm or, you know, Six Flags Fright Fest or anything. If you're in like horror events community. So I had done it the year before when I graduated from college. I was in LA to be, I moved up to LA to be an actor and to do, you know, stage, commercial, film, live performance. I was also working as a performer at Disney at the time, which I'd done for several years. And uh, it was my second year doing Horror Nights. And I had already had a kind of an established friend group. And I was assigned to my maze, which was the Stranger Things maze. I was cast as Nancy. So if you're a Stranger Things fan, um, there's pictures of that on my Instagram way, way, way back when. And this guy uh, was also in our maze named Jason, and he didn't know anybody. And he seemed really cool and fun. And we sort of just adopted him into our existing friend group of friends that I already had from the previous year. Um, So my friends, Layla and Tristan, who were my besties from the year before, my friend Josh, and we just sort of adopted Jason. He was really nice and he was really confident. You know, one of those people that was like, hey, I want to like hang out with you guys. Are you going to lunch? Can I come? And we're, you know, like one of those people that just sort of knew that we were cool, I guess, and was like, I want to hang out with you. So we started hanging out and um, over, you know, the first few weeks, I had developed a massive crush on him. Um, I remember Googling how to make a Libra fall in love with you in the bathroom Shut backstage up. because I was like, I, th- I'm obsessed with this guy. And granted, naturally you should, someone should love you naturally. But I, w- I was in that stage where you're like, how to make a love potion. And I will do anything for this I will do anything. Yes. And, um, the first time that it became, cause we kind of, were, I, we had been like flirty friendly, but also like, you know, I'm flirty with guys and you know, guys are flirty with me. You never know if it like actually means something. So, um, the first time that I got the sense that he was actually interested, so we'd been no- known each other for about a month, I think just as friends. And then he, 
the five of us were all going to go get drinks at this bar in North Hollywood called El Tejano. It's like this great margarita place if you're in the area. And everybody else canceled. Everyone else was like, oh, I'm sick or I can't do this or whatever, whatever. And so him and I could still go. And he was like, hey, Sierra, so I know everyone else canceled, but just wanted to say that if you're still free, I'd still be down to go with you. And I was like, oh, oh baby. Okay. So I'm still free. And I had had a crush on him. Like everybody in our group knew that I was obsessed with him, but everyone I think kept it to themselves because I was like, don't tell him, don't tell him. I want him to come to me. Like, please. Um, Because I'd been in other relationships in the past where I like went full, like in pursuit. And I was like, I don't really want to do this this time. I has also just gotten off of, this is going to be key to later stories. I just gotten off of a toxic relationship with an emotionally abusive person. And that ended in July. And then I started Horror Nights training in August. So, I mean, it was right after. And I had gone into Horror Nights and that breakup being like, I am not going to date anyone for at least a year. I need a year to be single. I need a year to find myself again and to heal after this really horrible. I need to recover. I need to find out who is Sierra outside of dating. Who is Sierra outside of a relationship? Foster that person. Love that person. And then maybe I deleted Like, I didn't want any dating apps. I was like, this is just what we're going to do. And then... A month later, Jason walked into my life and it was like, ah, shit. You know, it was like one of those moments. And you could say it was right person, wrong time. But I do believe sometimes that if it really is the right person, it will become the right time. And could not agree more. You know, it just you will find a way and you decide like, I know I set these boundaries and rules for myself, but I'm not going to let this one walk away. This this is going to I sort of grew into be like, I can heal and I can grow and I can still recover and process what happened in that toxic relationship. That doesn't mean I can't still be pursuing this new person that makes me feel so incredibly different. Like maybe I can heal at the same time. And that wasn't what I set out to do. But, um, yeah, after that one date at, um, El Tejano, we, uh, pretty much just were inseparable ever since. And then we made it official like a couple weeks later, but we weren't technically supposed to date while we were still like in the maze because it's like a conflict of interest. So we would like hold, it was like middle school. We would like hold hands on the bus after the sun went down so that people couldn't see us holding hands. And we're like in our twenties. I'm freaking out. This is amazing. If we're like backstage, we like went into supply closet and kissed when like everyone else was on stage. And then we like went out and pretended like nothing happened. Like, you know, just it felt like middle school again and that kind of like energy was just so it was healing it was fun and I felt like again that that compassion coming from him and you know some of the things that just were such an issue in my past relationship about um my past partner, the toxic one was very much like, I need to hide you away. I need you to not be flashy. I need you to not wear red lipstick. Cause it's going to make people look at you. I need to like, like one of those types. Uh-huh. And Jason was the opposite. He was like, no, wear the low cut shirt. You look so hot. I can't wait to show you off like that kind of thing, wow. which for me was healing just to be like, I can be flashy. I can be big. I can be bold. I can be sparkly. I can be I can be as big as this room will hold me and, and it's not going to make him feel any, any less. And, and that was just a huge sign for me that like, this is going to be really positive moving forward. Funny thing is Jason asked me to marry him two weeks into us being official. He literally was like, I want to marry you. Like you're the one. And I was like, okay, pump the brakes, buddy, like <laughs> rain in your horses. Like, I think you're amazing. And oh my I really, God. really like you, but I am not ready to do that just yet. And he was like, wouldn't it be fun? Like, we're going to get, like, we'll just get married in secret. And then, like, five years later, we'll tell everybody that we did it. And I was like, okay, buddy, once again. But it wasn't enough that where I was like, okay, this is a red flag. I don't want to be with this person. And clearly, it worked out because, you know, here we are. We're getting married. I wouldn't picture myself with anybody else. But it felt, I think he was viewing it more like, you know, in the 50s where, like, you date for two weeks. And then you're like, let's let's get married at the chapel. And then you stay together for 80 years. Well, I think you made a really interesting point about it didn't come off as a red flag to you because you really liked him. And I think that's a really big point I want to make and want to remind people like sending a double text, telling someone you like them, telling someone you're looking for something serious, whatever that thing is that you're afraid to do or afraid to say, the person who likes you back is not going to give a shit. They are right. going to embrace you. They're going to, if you're telling them that you have feelings for them, they're not going to be like, ew, that's too much too soon. They're going to be like, 
that's amazing. I feel the same way. And they're going to be so excited. And so it's never like you saying something or expressing your feelings is that's not what pushes people away. It's just if that is the case, if they do get pushed away when that happens, it's because they already weren't in. And this just gave them the opportunity to say, I don't feel the same way. And you know what? Actually, to that point, that was really good for me, too, is Jason told me that he loved me probably like three weeks at least before I was ready to say it back. And when he said it to me, I was like, I I remember saying, I was like, are you sure? Like, it's really early. Like, are you sure you want to say that right now? And he was like, yes, that's how I feel. I love you. I know that I love you. And I just wanted you to know you don't have to say it back. I just I wanted you to know. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. I am not ready to say it back yet, but I will let you know when I am. And it was just so nice knowing that I didn't feel like I was, as I've discussed previously, as a people pleaser, never wanting to hurt anybody's feelings. But that's something that's so serious to me. I didn't want to just say that if I didn't mean it. I needed more time. So then, you know, like three weeks had gone by and I had really, you know, we'd been spending so much more time together almost every day. And I was like, I am so ready to say this now. And then I almost got to have my own moment with him with it. And it was and it was really meaningful. Um, so I I really appreciated that he wasn't scared to show me how serious he was about me and how much he felt about me, but also was not pressuring me to say it back or to, you know, be on that same level, you know. What's interesting about kind of everything, the way it all unfolded between the two of you, if it were to happen now everybody that you would talk to, I think would jump to like, he's love bombing you because Mm -hmm. of how much of a buzzword that's become. But there's a difference between being expressive and having feelings for someone and sharing them versus the actual actions of love bombing. So it's interesting that this happened in a time where like, that wasn't a popular phrase. I mean, you would obviously just dealt with and we'll get into it, like emotional abuse and all of this stuff that some people would be like, well, these things are a red flag too. But if they're not a red flag to you and it feels right for you, then it doesn't have to be a red flag. It is really interesting. And I think had it been somebody else who had said those things to me right off the bat, I would have been a little panicky. And there was actually with my ex, he said something like that really early on. He said like, I want to have kids with you right now. And I remember being like, That felt like a red flag to me because it felt like the way he was saying it was like, I need to hold on to you. Like, I need to keep you in my life because things are on the rocks. And I felt that. I felt that immediately. With Jason, I like knew he was the one. I knew I wasn't like, I knew I just, so him saying that still was like, okay, buddy, like, we're not going to go run off and get married. It's not the 50s. We're not running to the chapel. But it didn't ever feel like a red flag because I, felt the same. I like when I, we had one night that was like, it's so funny. All this sounds so like something out of like a a smut book, but it was like, we had one night that was, uh, maybe after we'd been dating for like officially for like a week and we laid on the couch, like staring into each other's eyes all night, just saying like, this feels so right. You're like the perfect person for me. Like, like it sounds so silly to say it out loud, but we just knew And there has never been a point that we have been together. Like, yes, we've had our fights. Yes, we've had our squabbles, things we've had to work through. There's never been a point where I have ever questioned that. And I did not think that existed, especially not coming off of a toxic breakup where I was like, I need my space, you know? So, and I know everyone's relationship doesn't work that way. And it's not like that, that, that like love at first sight moment or like, this is my person moment. I know that sometimes it takes time, but that was my story. And it honestly like is kind of unbelievable sometimes that something just started out that strong and has not fizzled. You know, it was it was really interesting. I remember when I I was working at a restaurant part time while I was also um, doing the Horror Nights thing. And I was telling one of my coworkers and all, res- restaurant people are jaded. And that's just a fact. I was one for two years. Everybody's jaded. Everyone is always like looking for the worst and things because this food service industry is extremely taxing and difficult. So I don't blame them. But I was saying, I met this guy. It's so amazing. He's so kind. He's so loving. It feels like like Christmas every day. Like I was like, I was just on cloud nine. And she was like, oh, well, wait till you guys have been dating for four years. That'll rub off. And I was like, 
huh, okay, maybe that, that doesn't have experience. to. That, that doesn't, doesn't mean to. it has to for everyone. And I'm just telling you, we've been together four and a half years now, and it literally feels the same as when we first started dating. Like when I walk in the door, he gives me like he gets this big smile on his face, and he's like, "Sierra, you're home," and he gives me this big hug, and it's like that that is like the treatment that everybody deserves like that it does not just go downhill after you've been together a long time like it doesn't have to be that way are you guys reading your vows out loud at your wedding we are we haven't written them yet in two weeks out so we need to do that I saw that you did I a little- cannot wait to hear them oh my god like uh, I, I I'm not gonna be there but like in whatever video you yes that gets made and posted I imagine they will be in there and I cannot wait to hear them <laughs> I swear everyone's going to be either crying or vomiting or just like, this is disgusting, but I love yeah. it. Disgusting and I love it. Ooh. Yeah. Unreal. Um, okay. We've touched on it a little. The yes. relationship that you were in before. What happened? That was honestly, I give, I, I used to say I give credit to him but it wasn't him. It was really me and my healing. Cause I used to always say, Oh, I give credit to him. And that I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful he came along because I would not be who I am today without it. But it's really, it wasn't him. It was, it was me and how I dealt with that trauma. Um, but I dated this guy who I had met on set. He was, I was an actress in this movie and he was, um, on the crew and he was about nine years older than me. And maybe that should have been a red flag from the get go. And I don't always say that people who are older than you are, you know, it's a bad thing because my dad is nine years older than my mom. And so I kind of used that as an excuse of like, oh, well, you know, my parents have been married for 31 years and my dad is nine years older than my mom and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, how old was I? 22? I think I was 22. And uh, so that would have made him what 31. Like that's a big age gap. And I will just say the difference between me being the brain that I have now at 28 and the brain I had at 22, they are like literally different people. I mean, the amount of development, the amount of confidence, the amount of just worldly wisdom and having my head on my shoulders could not be more different from 22 and 28. And um, I think that that may have been looking back on it, I think that maybe that was his goal, you know, to get with somebody who wasn't really that wise and wasn't that, you know, solidified in themselves as a person because they became moldable or, you know, were easy to manipulate. Um, but it started out very, you know, I liked feeling protected. He was financially stable and was able to treat me to stuff. I liked feeling like, oh, this guy's older and wiser and, and like that song from Sound of Music and it's going to show me the ropes and like it's going to help me and, meh, 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 and, you know. The things you know, we tell ourselves and romanticize just because we want to create a fairy tale. And I didn't want to see, what is the quote that Christy always says? When you look at life with rose-colored glasses, all of the red flags just look like flags. And mm -hmm. that was very much the whole MO that I had with this thing. And I remember moments of seeing these red flags where I would just get this pit in my stomach of, oh, that didn't make me feel good. And I remember the first one was, it was early on. It was like, we, you know, we'd been together for a few weeks, maybe a month. And we were going to go out to dinner at a nice restaurant. And I wore this dress that I was so excited to wear because it was sexy. It had like, I mean, not like overtly so, but I mean, it had like a low V and I'm like, I'm not going out to a club in this. Like, I'm going out on a dinner date with you in this dress. Like, I was excited to be dressed up and, you know, feel sexy and cute and whatever. And he immediately, that when I walked in the door, was like, like, what are you wearing? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you can't, like, you, why are you wearing, like, it's so low cut. Why, why are you wearing that? Like, who are you, like, who are you trying to impress? Like, and it was very just like this judgmental. And I remember being like, totally in shock because I had never experienced that before ever in my life. It, it was like straight out of a movie. Like I, yeah, I, I was nor should so, you ever have to No, I was so caught off guard. I mean, this little 22 year old, like wearing this dress that I'm so excited to wear on my dinner date with this guy. And, uh, so I was just like, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I was like, I didn't, he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. You know, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. And we go out and that whole night he was like, 
giving me like two word answers and giving me the silent treatment and just like being super off. And at the end of the night, I was like, what gives? Like, what is the issue? Is it still the dress? And he was just like, yeah, I just feel really uncomfortable because I know that like all these other guys out here are looking at you and like it just it's sending the wrong signals about me. So just like right off the bat, like super and that should have been the last date I went on with this guy. And like, I look back and I just want to hug young Sierra and be like, you didn't know better. You were trying to also like, it's a people pleaser thing. I'm like, Oh, how is this anything wrong with him? It's me. I shouldn't have worn this. That was disrespectful. This guy's older and wiser and he's going to teach me the ways and I shouldn't have worn this. And that's what I ended up doing. And I remember literally like two days later, I went on Amazon and I ordered like four dresses that were like modest dresses that were not even my style because I was like, if I'm going to go out with him, I need to wear clothes that like aren't going to make him upset. Like just, it, it's like upsetting, like talking about it, just knowing that like, that's where my head was at, uh, with, with this. And then slowly it started becoming more and more things like that. Like I was at my, with my beach or at the beach with my friends and we posted a swimsuit picture. And he, when I went over to his house that night, he gave me the silent treatment again. He was like, I can't believe you posted that. You're only posting that for other guys. Like, I told you I don't like when you post stuff like that and you posted it anyway. And I remember deliberating with myself like, oh, should I post this? Like, I know he's going to get mad about it, but my friends are doing it. And like, it, it's fine. I'm with my friends. Like, what? It's a swimsuit picture. And again, it doesn't matter. I should do what the yeah. hell I want. But um, and he gave me the silent treatment. And it was just things like that that just started piling up. And then it started being like the classic, like, oh, he didn't want me to see certain friends anymore because he's like, oh, they're a bad influence on you. And that just that classic behavior of that slow isolation, like slowly trying to pull you away. He didn't want me to keep acting, even though that's how we met. Because that's like your whole life. That was like the whole thing I was doing at the time. And he didn't want me to keep acting because he was so uncomfortable with the thought of me having to do any kind of kissing scene or any kind of romantic scene with anybody else. He was like, that's not fair. I remember the big kicker was when that really started getting me thinking like this is never going to change was we went out to a bar, him and me and a friend. So it was the three of us and he was with us and we're sitting at the bar and just talking, having drinks, whatever, nothing is going wrong. And after we left, we're in the car and he was like, I just need to ask you why you think that's okay. And I was like, why, what is okay? And he was like, well, you kept looking around the bar. And I was like, what? And he was like, you were looking, you were definitely looking at other guys. And I just need to know, like, why is it okay for you to like, look at other guys at the bar when you're out with me? I, I was like, okay, like, there's nothing I'm going to do right here unless I just sit in a box and, and do nothing and don't wear makeup and don't wear cute clothes and just, so yeah, those are just a few examples of like when I was realizing that like, this is not going well. And, um, uh, I remember why, calling my why oh, do you ahead. think you like allowed not allowed him to do it because obviously like, you would try and push back and stuff but why do you think you continued to be with him I will chalk it up to lack of self-confidence thinking that I that this guy was older and he knew best and he'd also been in a relationship before like you know he had actually been married before and um I thought that I just didn't know. And I just kept trying to convince myself that like, this guy knows he's older. And, and, you know, he would do those kind of things where like, you know, he's really, really nice or buys you really nice things or, you know, takes you on this nice date or is really, really affectionate or goes out of their way above and beyond would like surprise me with concert tickets to this band I'd really been wanting to see and was so kind. And then all of a sudden you do one step out of line and all of a sudden then it's like this other, the Jekyll and Hyde kind of a thing. So I, I think I knew all along that this was bad news, but then I also kind of got this mentality that like, oh shoot, well, I'm in this far. I don't know how to get out. It's almost like you're yeah. in this, this hole and you have to like, think about how you're going to dig your way out. And, uh, it wasn't until he left for like three days on a work trip that I was like, okay, this needs to be the weekend where like I, I come to my senses here. I need to like get all my stuff out of his apartment. I wow. called my mom. I told her everything and, you know, just got her help with it. And she kind of was able to help me sort of see without judgment, like what had been really going on and how this really looks. And, you know, that this was no matter what I did, it was never going to change. Like it was always just going to be the next thing and the next thing. So it's hard to say because now Sierra, 
wouldn't touch a person like that with a mile long pole, you know, right. and would, would be able to see that first sign and be like, oh my God, you are a toxic, insecure, major problem person. And so it's, it's really hard to say, I guess it's just where I was at. I was really young. I was really naive. I thought this person knew better. And I didn't really feel like I had the confidence to stand up or like, I guess, know your worth. I think really learning your worth as a human being and that your worth doesn't just depend on you being a young, hot girl, you know, that like that you have so much more to offer the world than that. And I think sometimes it's if you grow up with that mentality, it takes a while to shake that. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that we, I think most of us only learn our worth when we go through a difficult experience and come out stronger because of it. But I want to like applaud younger you for finding that confidence to call your mom when he went away for those three days. Like, I think a lot of people, and I, I also, I don't want to speak on behalf of other people, but I've also been in like a really bad situation myself. Like, I think we often feel like, well, we don't want to tell anyone else what's really going on because it's embarrassing that like we're allowing somebody to treat us like this, but nobody who loves you is ever going to look down upon you or say like, yeah, that's so embarrassing that you got yourself into this situation or how stupid are you? Like, no, people who love you, just your friends and family, they want to make sure you're okay. They want you to be safe. They want you to be happy. So just for anyone out there or anyone who knows somebody even who's going through something like this or is in a abusive relationship in any form, just know or find a way to let them know like, we're all just here to support each other. And there is literally no judgment that will ever be passed on somebody you love or somebody who loves you. That actually, now that you say that, that like brought up a response with me that I did feel very embarrassed. I felt very embarrassed when I was able to, if I really sat down with myself and was like, what is the reality of what's going on here? Like I was embarrassed because I'm like that, this is not a good person. And I've spent a lot of months trying to convince all my friends and family that he actually is a good person and that, oh, he just, you know, did this thing, but everything's fine. Like, oh, I'm happy. Everything's good. And then coming to that, like you said, it's almost like you go down, you know, you went to med school for two years and then you decide, you know, this is not for me. I'm going to call it quits. And you feel embarrassed because you put so much time and effort in like, you know, everyone supported you. Oh, you went going to med school. Great. But like you just said, if you tell people I'm dropping out of med school, it's not for me. I'm unhappy. Like, people who really love you they're going to support you they're going to they're going to surround you with love they're going to they're going to want you to do what's best for you they're going to want to make do what makes you happy but coming to that realization is really difficult and i think that i felt i felt a lot of failure you know like i had failed that somehow i had because i picked a bad person to date that it was my fault and so i had a relationship failure and i had come off of a string of those granted none were quite as bad and as toxic as this one but I had a reputation with my friends of picking shitty people to date and telling them every time that, oh, this one's different and this one's different. No, this is this one's going to be fine. And there was another failed relationship where I was left to pick up the pieces and feeling like shit about myself. And I I think for that reason, I just I didn't want to go through it again. And but I will say the person that I became coming out of that relationship, I am so proud of, and I would literally not be who I am today without it because I learned such a valuable lesson after that. And I told myself, I am never going to, it's such a cliche, but I'm never going to like dull my sparkle for anybody again. I'm I'm never going to Essentially, I said, I'm sorry, I keep swearing, but I'm sa- I, I was like, I'm not going to give a shit again. Like, I'm not going to like, not that I'm not going to care, but I am. I'm just never going to stoop. I'm never going to change myself. I'm mm. not going to feel like I owe somebody a certain version of myself or I owe or I need to change to fit somebody's mold like that. I just sort of pulled up my pants, like my britches. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be a little tougher now because I had never really been tough. I'd always been soft. And I think everybody has their tough and their soft sides. And I think it's really important to like embrace your soft side and your kind side and your giving side, but to keep that grounded in your tough side. And I don't think I had really gotten that yet. Yeah. And it's clear to to see just with your timeline, obviously, like you met Jason so quickly after, but it was once you had 
come to these conclusions on your own because of this experience. You had decided for yourself, like, okay, I'm, this isn't going to happen this way. Or like, I'm not going to let somebody treat me like this. I'm not going to change myself for anyone else. Like I'm going to be me to the fullest extent and nobody is going to change that. And I'm sure that that got across to him. And I'm sure that's something that made him excited about you. And it's so funny because like when you were saying earlier that you like told yourself you weren't going to date and then you met him in my mind, I'm like, oh, people are going to be like, well, it's that phrase. Like you meet somebody when you least expect it. Like, but it's not, it's not even that. It's that you were taking control of your life and you were Mm -hmm. working on becoming the best version of yourself. Yes. And I thought at first that that had to happen while I wasn't dating. But then I, like I said, I discovered that I can continue to heal from this at the same time. And there was a period where I thought that if I just blocked this person's, let's call him Jim, if I blocked Jim's, you know, name from my mouth and I didn't ever say it and I didn't ever think about him and I just sort of pretended that the last six months didn't exist, that that was how it was going to feel better. Like that's how I was going to move on from this was just sort of like deleting it from the browser history of my life. I learned quickly that doesn't work. You can't just delete a chapter of your life from your browser history and be like, oh, gym never happened. And then you're out at a coffee shop and you hear someone call for a coffee and they're like, oh, um, latte for gym. And all of a sudden you're like, you're triggered and you're like, you're transported back. You're like, oh my God. And like the memories come swirling back and then you're like, wait a minute. Okay. So you can't actually delete that. You have to actually process it and you got to go to therapy and you got to work through that and you got to talk about why this happened and how you're going to heal from this and what you learned and so that that definitely it's if you are out there and you're like you went through something similar or you're trying to heal from a tough time just know didn't happen for me overnight it is not something that I just like woke up and was enlightened it it, it enlightenment is a lifelong journey and I still struggle with it sometimes and I I think sometimes I feel angry about it and I feel you know sad that it happened and like I said for a long time I was I would say that oh I'm grateful to Jim because if, if it wasn't for Jim, I wouldn't have met Jason or I wouldn't have become the person I am today. And my friend's like, Sierra, no, it's not because of Jim. It's because of how you healed from that yeah. and how you took yourself through that. It's because of you, not because of Jim. And that really, that, that meant a lot to me because I don't need to thank a toxic person for what they did for my life. I can still be grateful to the timeline of my life that, you know, it ended me up where I am now and I can be grateful to who I've become in spite of it. But I don't need to, I don't need to thank somebody or even forgive them, you know? Yeah, you don't. It, and I love that your friend pointed that out for you. Cause yeah, it is all you. And at the end of the day, you can be proud of yourself and you should be proud of yourself because you got through something that was so painful and difficult and scary and you got yourself out of it. And then you turned everything around. You didn't let that hold you back. You didn't let that have a continued effect of like, Oh, well, I can't be this way. I can't you know, wear this thing or say this thing or post this thing. Like, no, actually I can do all of those things. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I should. And that is one thing that I like has just been so wonderful about Jason is he, you know, he wants me to shine. He wants my career to grow. He wants me to wear what I want and post what I want. And it's just there in the comments, like you go girl, you look sexy. Like there's no, and, and, and I think in a relationship that I had, my college relationship, it was never to the extent that it was with Jim, but it was, uh, he didn't like when I made a funnier joke than him, he like wouldn't laugh at it. Or if I got an A on a test and he got a B on a test, he would like totally downplay it. Like just that kind of energy of that insecurity that you can't let your partner glow and be, and be big and be, and be exactly who they are. And and I think I, And maybe because I'd experienced that before, that is one of the reasons why the experience with Jim like felt familiar, even though it was more intense. But that's just been something that with Jason has been the biggest green flag all across the board that was such a welcomed change. I love that so much. If you could go back and tell yourself one thing when you were really in that relationship and going through it, what would you say? Honestly, I would say just the biggest thing is like, listen to your gut and act accordingly, because I don't believe our gut is hardly ever wrong. Like that, that true gut feeling and the the advice I would give 
And I've told this to people before in the Disney Princess break room. I've told this to people on Fingers Crossed. I've told this across the board is the moment that you start wondering if you deserve better is the moment that you do. And to hold Drop on to that. the mic. Because wow. when you first start having those thoughts, if you're with the right person and the person that treasures you and advocates for you and is in your corner, you will never wonder that. And if you ever start getting that inkling, it's time to go. Yeah. The answer is yes. You yeah. have to listen to yourself. 100%. Wow. Well, I usually end by asking what's the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received, but that, that, I'll just where do we go from there? One. Thank where you. do we go from there? We don't, that's it. I wish Ugh. I remember where I heard that for the first time, but I love that. So I've much. never forgotten that. And I've always kept that in the back of my mind with my relationship. Like, and I've asked myself once, you know, when I'd been, we'd been dating for a year or two, I was like, do I deserve better? Like, is there someone better out there? And I was like, I wasn't ever thinking that I just was like, and I was like, no, like no, I wouldn't change it. anything. Yeah. I wouldn't change anything. And I remember that in my first relationship in college, I would be like, this is nice. This is okay. Like this is fine. But I wonder if there's someone better for me out there. And the fact that I was even having that conversation or like wondering those thoughts was clear that like, it just wasn't the right fit. So yeah. if you're having those thoughts, I think it's time to kind of reevaluate, you know, and, 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 and you're not a bad person for having those thoughts because you want to be with someone that makes you never ask that question. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay, this episode comes out about a week and a few days before your wedding. Yeah. Where can everybody find you so that they can see all of all the, the wedding extravagant, pictures. spectacular, beautiful, wonderful wedding content? Um, my Instagram is Sierra Michelle Green, which is my first, middle, and last name. And uh, that's probably the best place. I was on YouTube for a while, but I haven't posted in like two years. I'm wondering if at some point I'm going to get back on. I haven't decided Do yet. Uh, I know I used to vlog and we had the podcast, which I miss with my entire heart. Um, but I'm I'm not done yet. I'm just gearing up to see what comes next. And in the meantime, I'm reading your weather and traffic reports on Los Angeles radio. Um, oh my God, that's, that voice changed. That was perfect. I loved it. Don't let me get started about the 405. We've got a nasty snarl. I'm just kidding. Um, oh my so, God. So yes, you can just follow me on Instagram at Sierra Michelle Green and uh, wedding spam is incoming. I can't wait. Sarah, thank you so, so much for being here. To everyone who tuned in, thank you so much for listening. Love you all and I will see you next time. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was truly such a treat. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.